0: On BYU Sports Nation, optimism reigns supreme, and that's department wide in BYU athletics. BYU football, of course, with great expectations. The same can be said for BYU hoops. Just ask Kyle Collinsworth. Or how about the man to my left, former Cougar basketball standout Kevin Nixon? He joins me on desk today as a special guest host. Why he's optimistic, and a cougar football player earns the title of most explosive from NFL.com. Let's go! This is BYU
1: Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Kevin Nixon. They made a special
0: open for you. Wow. I feel (laughs) honored now. This is awesome. Welcome into BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Wednesday, May 28th. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with the man, the legend, and a special guest host, Kevin Nixon, hashtag 1992 WAC
1: champions. That's right. I am so excited to be here with you today.
0: <laughs> I've never seen a prettier game winner from a guy, and we were talking about this before the show, 55 feet away. I think there was 2.4 seconds on the clock when, when you inbounded the ball. Something like that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've watched it a billion times, maybe. Uh, but the way you shot it and the way that it hit the net, like you could not have shot it more perfectly.
1: Yeah, I when I shot it, I knew it had a chance, but uh <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, when you throw it up from that distance, it's a it's a crap shoot. So uh, the beautiful thing is on video, you know, they've got the camera, they've got the, the microphone right behind the basket. You can hear the net snap, and that's just a that's a beautiful sound.
0: Yeah, uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> the prettiest game winner I've ever seen from a BYU basketball player. And you told me that there was a player on the UTEP side that you later played with in Europe, and I'm sure you hung that over his head for a while.
1: Yeah, Johnny Smooth Melvin, that's right. Well, every time I saw him, I just had a smile on my face. And- <laughs> He had a pretty good idea why. The but. ultimate one-upper. That's oh, right. Hey, Johnny. Love to see Johnny. Every time I saw Johnny, it was a, it just brought back just floods of great memories.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so Jer- Jerem is out today, but we did make our acting debut in a couple of commercials. They debuted uh, during the Granite Flats season finale on Sunday. We just posted those to uh, the BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. Uh, two commercials, one called ESP Zen, and the other were BYU Sports Nation auditions. Hey, okay, I want you to take your... Your acting, you put your acting cap on, Kevin. And I want you to assess how we performed in our acting debut.
1: Well, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. My, it's already off to a bad start. Uh, when
1: the, I'll be honest with you, the ESP Zen was uh, was my favorite of the two. Okay, um, just because I've seen that on a personal level, watching okay. you guys. So, so it wasn't too far-fetched. It wasn't much acting going on there okay. because it seemed more reality. Okay. Now, the second one, mm, let's just say, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks, maybe a couple thousand might, you know, you put that towards some type of acting lesson. Oh, and maybe the next one, wow, maybe the next one, it, it, might, it, it might be, you know, award-worthy. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. So the auditions. Well but I I liked them both. They were both creative. What people
0: don't realize is that you came in after that audition commercial was over and dominated the 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 tryout that's why you're here
1: i did and um you know i, I think jerem should probably be a little bit worried probably not if if he sees me on doing volleyball games with steve vale <laughs> then he's probably knows something seriously okay. went wrong so um but i think uh, i think he's probably safe to come back i i'm i'm, I'm sure at the end of the day though you guys will be like thanks for your help but uh can't get Jerem back quick enough.
0: Kevin Nixon, ladies and gentlemen, join our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUSN. We remind you to link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever. And with preseason projections running rampant this week, I mean the focus of yesterday's discussion was all about college football and you know wh- these these magazines. Do we buy into them? Why they're important? We we determine that they are and that they create the hype machine. Well, it would be silly for us to not do that for basketball with you here. Your son Dalton has signed to play with BYU, and you, of course, are a former BYU basketball player. October is basically right around the corner, right?
1: Of course. Can't wait.
0: (laughs) First real practice. So that brings us to our Twitter question, which is this. What are your way-too-early expectations for BYU basketball? We're going to discuss this at length, Kevin, but when I say BYU basketball in 2014, 2015, what's the first thing that pops into your mind?
1: For me, the first thing that pops in my mind is Is Casey going to be ready? Yeah. yeah, Um, That's the big question, Mark. I think a lot of guys, you know, you lose Eric, um, but you've got a good group of guys that have a lot of experience, that have played a lot of games. Um, But is Casey going to be healthy? And if he is, BYU is going to be really good.
0: Kyle Collinsworth is the linchpin. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. It's never too early to talk about future success, or what we hope will be, right? Listen to BYU Sports Nation, Noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast weekdays live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. We're off and running. Five minutes in, it's time to rise and shout, because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU
2: Sports Nation. Topic one.
0: Round ball optimism. Like I said, spinning off yesterday, and with projections, prognosticating, that's what we do. But we're going to go to basketball, which doesn't officially start until October with those practices. Last week, we had all West Coast Conference performer Kyle Collinsworth on the show. Uh, He's recovering from an ACL injury. Uh, He tore it, had surgery on it back in March. He brought resounding optimism about when he wants to return. Listen to this.
1: I want to start that first game. And if I'm 80, 90 percent, then that's what I am. But I want to be able to play, have an impact and start and be a leader from the very first game.
0: So your question is: Will Kyle Collinsworth be ready? He wants to start the first game. Kevin, you've had two ACL surgeries. Why is why is that? Uh, I guess kind of out in left field for some people.
1: Well, my surgeries happened a long time ago, and you know, technology is a lot better today. And you know, the the window of you know players getting back is is seems to have shortened. Um, but it's a tough surgery. It's—I uh, can honestly say—I I don't feel like I ever got back to 100. Um, percent 98, 99 percent was probably the most I could hope for. But there's always that little edge that you kind of miss out on. So um, I love his optimism. And to be honest with you, Kyle at 80 or 90 percent is great. I'll take it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'll take it because uh, because I know he's going to keep getting better as the as the season goes along. So if he's first first game of the year 80, 90 percent, I'll take it.
0: Do you feel like that is a viable option because of technology and his doctor was the same doctor that performed on Tiger Woods and and Kyle's a hard worker and he's doing everything. He told us he's, he's literally doing everything that he possibly can to get ready. Do you think he'll start game number one?
1: I'm not going to doubt Kyle because I've seen how hard he's worked. and, And really when you look at it, it's a matter of is the knee healed and then it's how long does it take for the knee to heal? And then it's, How long is it going to take for him to get into shape to be able to do that? True
0: game form.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I've seen it, and I've heard, and I know that he's doing everything he can to get ready. And if he's doing that, he's giving himself the best chance that he can, and I would not bet against him.
0: With Kyle Collinsworth as the linchpin of this team, because he's the point guard, and he does so many things. He rebounds well. uh, He blocks shots. He, he he's kind of all over the place, and he can pass the ball well. He's he's a guy that can play one to four. How how many guys in college basketball at the Division one level can can excel that way? Two, maybe
1: three. Maybe, maybe. you know you got uh, Wright from Utah is one of them, and there's there may be one or two other ones. But to be able to to play offensively four positions, guard defensively at four positions, it just doesn't happen. He's just a rare player, and when you can put him in any position and know that he'll excel. That what a what a huge advantage for a team.
0: Not only is he optimistic about his return, but he said something that shocked me. He he referenced his freshman year when he played on that magical run with Jimmer Fredette. They went to the Sweet Sixteen. They they were in contention to have a number one seed uh, for a couple of weeks there in in February, and then of course the fallout with Brandon Davies. But they still got to the Sweet Sixteen. Arguably, the greatest season that BYU basketball has ever had.
1: Since 92. Since
0: 92. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Hashtag 55-footer. Hashtag whack champs. Uh, Okay, so then Kyle offers up this statement.
1: We really have a chance to be really great. Obviously, my freshman year was one of the best teams BYU's ever had. I feel like we have a chance to be that.
0: Okay, what? some people are saying, hold the phone. Jimmer Fredette is a once-in-a, I don't know, 30-year span type of player. How in the world can BYU equal that team without Jimmer Fredette here?
1: Well, that's that's a huge statement, actually. Yeah. But I, I see where he's coming from because you've got a Jimmer Fredette type of player in Tyler Haas. He's score, a guy that can, in can score yeah. in quantities, and that's that's what Jimmer did. Um it's a matter of the other pieces being there. Obviously, we talked about this. KC being healthy is going to be huge. Um, but really, the key, I think, is are they going to have somebody they can develop inside? Do you have somebody with, with Eric Mika leaving? Somebody's got to come in and play with their back to the basket. Um, Nate is another guy that's uh, that does a great job. He rebounds. You know what you're going to get day in, day out with him. Um, there's a few question marks, but I see where he's coming from because really – when you think of that team, you think of Jimmer, and uh, and you think of Brandon Davies, who who helped them leading leading all the way up to the to the NCAA tournament. And and so you got to find somebody like a Brandon. And obviously, that's that's saying a lot. But, yeah. but uh, the potential's there. There's no doubt. It's uh, they have the potential to be a very special team.
0: Kyle, not only is he a special player, but you bring up Tyler Hawes, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the I'm BYU Sports Nation podcast. stat of the day. You want to do like the. Yeah, oh, the finger, the f- wow, okay, or the lawnmower, or something, or the, the sprinkler. What, what were you doing in 1992? Well,
1: I wasn't doing the sprinkler. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
0: The stat of the day is 655. Tyler Hawes is 655 points away from passing Jimmer Fredette to become BYU's all-time leading scorer. Doing the math, and with how many games we figure BYU will play, that's about 1920 points a game.
1: Which is doable. Average in the 20s last year. He's a, he's a year older. He's, uh, he's a guy that's they're going to rely on. He's going to take a lot of shots. He's going to have that opportunity. I think it's a matter of whether he's healthy. If he can stay healthy most of the time, uh, most of the season last year, he missed two games. Um, if he can play 33, 34, 35 games, he's, uh, I think he's pretty much a lock.
0: So we've talked about the ACL injury, the optimism for the season. One thing we have not addressed, which we'll do later in the show in about a half an hour, is the transfer effect. You were a transfer as well. Came in and played two years for BYU. The Cougars have three major players coming from Division I programs that are hoping to make an immediate impact. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Right now, let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat for other trending topics onto football. Jordan Leslie named one of the top 14 most explosive players for the approaching college football season. That in an article on NFL.com. How many times has BYU had a receiver listed as the most explosive player?
1: Not very yeah, often. Exactly. I'm excited. When I knew he was transferring, I I got super excited because I I had a chance to kind of go back and look and man, what a what an athlete. He's a proven commodity. Absolutely. Phil
0: Steele releases his preseason college football mag- uh, magazine. He has BYU number 38 in that countdown. And J.D. Fossil, officially a member of the Canadian Football League and the Toronto Argonauts. Our Twitter question today, what are your way-too-early projections for BYU basketball? Let's read it. It's Twitter time. Okay, let's, let's get to some tweets initially. Uh, one off the top. This comes from at Crazy Cook fanatic. She says, How can I think about basketball? I've got football in my mind. (laughs) Uh, That's
2: that's
1: nonsense. Come on, it's always basketball season. (laughs) October's not that far
0: behind. (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we dive inside with our first guest BYU Soccer undefeated. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Kevin Nixon, ladies and gentlemen, live from Studio B, former BYU basketball standout and legend. Can I call you a legend?
1: You bet. I'm a little uncomfortable with it, but uh, <laughs> for you, I'll let you say that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. I know Kevin does. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, byuradio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app, Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV, which I know you've done as well,
1: right? Every day. Your family watching right now? Uh, I hope my kids aren't. They're supposed to be in school, (laughs) but if they are, I'd probably let them pass a little bit.
0: Wait, aren't you checking your daughter out of school early
1: today? I am. So if she's watching, I'll be there about eleven thirty. <laughs> fair enough finish the show <laughs> that's right go pick up your daughter that's, that's right. how it works and hey, what are your way too early
0: projections for byu basketball yeah we're going there today use the hashtag byusn to send in your replies i know football season is chronologically first but we've got a basketball guy here his son is signed to play with byu basketball he's a legend in the program We'd be dumb not to talk about it. So send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Our first guest today is a member of an undefeated BYU team, Garrett G. Welcome to the BYU Sports Nation set, Garrett.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: All swagged out, man. That jacket with the patch. you're high level, man.
3: (laughs) They hook us up. They do a good job of giving us whatever we need. What is it
0: that you have in your hands there?
3: I brought you guys a gift. I thought you had plenty of stuff here, and we thought you needed a BYU soccer ball, so that is for you. Look
0: at that. Look at that thing.
1: Got to get him to about, sign that.
0: How about that? Yeah. Okay, that's official. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Garrett. <laughs> okay, so some, something to add to the set as uh, we're taking a look at a BYU soccer ball. Okay. Uh, where are we, we going to put it? Where should we put it? That's probably question. just front and center. That's probably where the
2: right Front and center.
1: I like
0: that. You are a busy man. Okay, let's let's talk about everything that's going on in your life right now. Not only are you a soccer player and on the undefeated BYU men's soccer team, you are a student, and you are a CEO. <laughs> Do you
3: sleep? Sometimes depends on the night, depends <laughs> on the day. On a good day, yeah.
0: You went on The Shark Tank, which is a show on ABC and, and a show that a lot of people watch. Um, you're you're staring down some of the top entrepreneurs in the entire country and we're talking to guys that are mark cuban i mean how how was that experience
3: taking your business which we'll let you explain here in just a minute to the shark tank and abc it was fun when we uh, when we had the opportunity to go or to not go. We kind of had the choice. A lot of people had advised me not to go just because I, I, the reputation of a lot of the businesses on that show were kind of quirky, like lo- smaller mom and pop businesses. And here we are trying to build a small or a large software company. And so some people had advised us not to. But I think part of it was I mean, m- me and my team were just young guys you know, having a lot of fun doing what we're doing and the shark tank looked like a lot of fun. So we just went on it definitely for the adventure, but then also we thought we were confident that we could get some positive business exposure out of it.
0: Did it turn out that way?
3: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. And now you've developed an app called, I think it's called scan, right? Correct. And over 10 million downloads on Android. Uh, one of our production assistants told me this morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, clearly you've, you've kind of taken yourself away from the mom and pop business with that. What is it? Th- what is it that you guys
3: do? So we created uh, a mobile app available on Android, iPhone devices, uh, uh, Microsoft devices, that scans QR codes and barcodes. And so a very simple use case is you're out shopping, you see a barcode on a product that you're considering purchasing, and you can scan that product for more information. It'll tell you, this is this camera, and this is where you can find it cheaper online and whatnot. And so we just made the ultimate scanning app for any mobile device.
0: Okay, as cool as that is, you're undefeated in soccer. <laughs> that is cool too. Okay, 7 and 0. <laughs> you have this unique dynamic of playing in a, pro, a semi-professional league but you're affiliated with a college non-scholarship team. How has Chris Watkins, your head coach, been able to develop uh, a team that is that is
3: beating other semi-professional teams and, and handily? I think it's been a long time in the works, you know, building a positive reputation, a positive program that can recruit from all over the country, and then also a few people from outside the country to bring in that talent. And then, I mean, a lot of people just started catching us on their radar as we've been undefeated. But, I mean, we've been hard at work from the very beginning of preseason ever since tryouts, which was, what, back in January. And so a lot of work, a lot of training, early, early mornings, every day, um, leading up to this success, so it's been nice to have it to have it come into fruition for us.
0: Garrett G of BYU Men's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation, a guy that is a CEO of a company, also a student, and uh, performing well on the undefeated Cougar soccer team. Kevin came in, and the first thing he said to me was, "Hey, are we talking about the World Cup today? <laughs> okay, here's here's your chance, Kevin. <laughs> you want to ask
1: Garrett about the World Cup?" Well, you know, I was I was joking actually. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Um, I, I follow enough guys on Twitter that that talk about the World Cup, but okay. um, a, a question I have for you though is uh, give us give us an idea what your typical day looks like because to me, uh, you know, you talk about all your responsibilities as a student, as an athlete, as a business owner. What what is it that what's your your daily grind look like? So the typical day would probably
3: look like this um without fail every morning i get up about 5 a.m um if we usually because we have early morning soccer so i'll practice at 6 a.m and so you start practice at 6 a.m yeah 6 6 30 chris watkins why (laughs) are you doing this to your players (laughs) and so we'll i'll get up Um, about 5 a.m. so I can get a good breakfast in me and get it digested before soccer practice, and then I'm off to soccer practice. If we don't have soccer practice, if it's one of our days off, then I'm up that early so I can get a a kickstart on my work, on my emails and whatnot. Anyways, we'll we'll do soccer practice 6 a.m. to about 8 a.m., at which time we then, as a team, go to weight training. And so we're in the gym lifting weights together from 9 to 10, and then very quickly, as soon as that's over, I'm off working. And it works out because, I mean, in the tech industry, a lot of people work very, very late nights, and then they don't wake up till very late. And so it's kind of convenient where I'm done with soccer practice, done with lifting weights, and off working with my team about the time that they're getting rolling and getting started for the day. And then I'm able to work, you know, until whatever late hours into the night with my team, making sure everything's done, and then ready the next day to do it again.
0: And your homework gets done when? Uh, Yeah, that's a
3: good one I should start (laughs) thinking about too. That's a great question that
0: Kevin <laughs> brings up. Uh, we had Chris Watkins in studio, and he—he, and he, he, I'm, I'm sure he played a part in you bringing the soccer ball to us uh-huh. for the set. Uh, but we awarded him BYU Sports Nation Karma. Are you aware of the BYU Sports Nation yes, Karma? Yes, and that's here? why I
3: came. We need a little more this week. So okay. Important game, big game coming up. We have an away game uh, this Thursday against Tucson in Arizona. So as much as you can just send it our way. A team you have already beat, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, but We beat them at home, road. and now it's our turn to go and steal a win from them at home.
0: Okay, so we'll, we'll, let's go ahead and officially give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. The Gregorian chant is going right now, <laughs> and it is now being transferred to Garrett G. So you can take it back. Not only did your head coach benefit from it, but now you can take that into Tucson. Perfect.
3: You feel any different? Oh, yeah. Is that what that feeling is? It feels good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. While we, while we have you here, Garrett... BYU, 9-0, and but, but in, the, in the PDL, you're undefeated in league play, and that's where the big one comes in. Why is this game uh, against Tucson maybe a measuring stick for this team?
3: Well, so, yeah, we had four home games, and we, we went undefeated at home. And so this is our first away game, okay. so that's going to be a measure for us. Uh, Tucson has a reputation of being the, kind of the top of our division year by year. Okay. And so that's another – if we can beat that at home – or at their, at their place, then we're setting ourselves up really nicely to win our division.
0: Garrett G of BYU Men's Soccer is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, he's taking the BYU Sports Nation karma and leveraging that for their first road trip. When fans come to watch BYU's men's team, like I, I can sit here and tell people that it's exciting. It's fun. I love soccer. I, I fell in love with it when I was in uh, South Korea in 2002 during the World Cup, uh, when I was serving my LDS mission. And so I, I have that grasp on it, and it's it's an enjoyable thing for me. But for people that are kind of outsiders, why would checking out the BYU men's soccer team be a good gauge and a good start for them to get involved in this sport?
3: This is a good question. So I, I had a conversation with some of our fans at the last game. After our game, they were first-timers. They took their families. It was Memorial Day weekend. And this is what they told me. They said they had never been to a BYU soccer game before. And they loved it, and they are going to be coming to every game after from here on out because they loved that they could come. The action was nonstop, you know, more so than baseball or, uh, or lacrosse or football. It, the action was just nonstop, the excitement. And then they liked that it was an hour and a half, you know, perfect it's short, for their yeah, young yeah. kids. Um, it wasn't, you know, a four-hour football game. Um, anyway, so they had a really good time, and uh, we're planning on coming out to the rest of our games this season. So it's a fun atmosphere there on Southfield.
0: Okay, so when BYU soccer beats FC Tucson again, okay, uh, we, I, I am anticipating another Twitter response like we got the first time. Like it was amazing after you guys won on Saturday night. All the tweets coming in. Hey BYU men's soccer. Was, hey, thanks BYU Sports Nation for the karma and all. Stuff. I, I am a, I I am demanding that you you go one level above that. can, right. can you deliver? Yep, yep, you can expect it. <laughs> Garrett G on BYU Sports Nation, BYU men's soccer, also a student and a CEO. How did do, how do the business ethics that you deal with translate over into uh,
3: you being a, a teammate and a member of the soccer team, if at all? Are, are there correlations that you make there? Uh, more than I've thought. It's been crazy how much the soccer has influenced my business life and vice versa. And it's because a lot of people expected me when the business started doing so well to say goodbye <laughs> to soccer. And then a lot of people think, well, why aren't you just so dedicated to soccer that you'll say goodbye to the business? But anyone who's close to me and kind of sees how it influences both sides of my life can kind of understand like how valuable the lessons and the applications for both of them. Probably the most meaningful as of late is what I've learned about like the importance of a team where it's very little about me and more about what the team can become together, both for my company and also for the soccer team.
1: Some so of those, just one and one in the same. Did you feel some that, of
0: those principles when you, when you were playing basketball? That tells you
1: right there why he's so successful in both. Yeah. Because it is about the team. But that, that's what you feel when you're a part of a team, whether it's in business or whether it's in athletics. That's, that's how you accomplish things. That's where you get to the point where you want to be. And so, um, so that, that was an amazing com- com- comment. But a, a question I have for you is, given the opportunity to play professionally, would you take that opportunity?
3: Uh, I mean... I, I'm a yes man. <laughs> I'm an optimistic and a yes man. I believe I can do it. This anything is the right show for you to thing. be on then. It's optimism yeah. day. And so, um, no, really, If there's been a lot of opportunities come my way that, yeah, why not? It was a Shark Tank thing. I, I went for it. I tried for it. Um, what was it, four or five months ago, I had the opportunity to kind of try out and run for the BYU track team. Why not? I'll go out and I'll try it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I'm always open to most anything.
0: Hey, Garrett, That's great awesome. to have you. My last question is, how do I get one of those BYU soccer jackets? Um, Chris Watkins, if you're watching,
3: I want one of those. Probably two ways. One would be um, tryouts next year. <laughs> okay, Option <check>. two. <laughs> yeah. okay, Option two would probably just be sending that karma. We fe- okay. I will gift you mine if we finish this season undefeated. Will you really? There we go, yes. All right, who's the you biggest guy on here. your team? Got anybody with a double
1: XL? Who's okay, we <laughs> got one coming your way as well.
0: Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Garrett, congratulations on the success thus far in all aspects. Uh, of your life and before you go we want your autograph uh, on our BYU Sports Nation rise up flag if that's okay oh, perfect. yeah up next on BYU Sports Nation we continue with Optimism Day and 210 miles of awesomeness how it relates to Memorial Day and why you do not want to miss this story you're listening to BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU
0: Store. Spencer Linton and guest host Kevin Nixon live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. A reminder, follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton. And Kevin, how do the folks follow you on the Twitter machine? At KevinNixon33. That is how we do it. Get involved with our simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV the same time, Monday through Friday at noon Eastern. Recapping some of our top headlines, it's Optimism Day. We're looking forward to BYU basketball, of all things, with Kevin here. Uh, Kevin, you said Kyle Collinsworth is the linchpin for this team, and he is kind of uh, the determining factor on whether or not this is going to be a special season.
1: I think so. I I feel really good about it. I think I think he will be ready. Um, at what level? Who knows? But um, eighty ninety percent, like we talked about earlier, is uh, is good enough for me because I know he'll be close to one hundred percent come conference play and and uh, and I know he's working hard. So um, I feel good about next year.
0: Our second guest is a guy who has worked very hard. His name is Brett Anderson, graduate of Brigham Young University, and an Air Force officer. Brett, you did something that I feel is so outstanding. I have such uh, respect uh, for the soldiers and for the troops that serve our country and have served our country or will serve our country. You ran 210 miles. Why did you pick the number 210 and this project to go run for uh, your comrades?
2: Yeah, so basically... uh... 210 is linked to the uh, the Memorial Hall. So I don't know. In the Wilkinson Center on BYU campus, there's a hall. They have plaques. They have news clippings. It's dedicated to those who have fallen, who have attended BYU or who have taught at BYU and uh, a couple of graduates of BYU. And so they have this huge plaque on the wall that has tons of names, and there's actually 210. And what I decided to do is, uh, is I decided to honor each one of those names. Um, so each mile that I ran was in honor of a different name on that wall. Awesome. Awesome. 210 miles. You started this last November, and when did you wrap this up? I finished it a couple weeks ago. Uh, April 19th was the Salt Lake City Marathon, and so I figured that would be a good catch-all. Uh, if I was a couple of miles behind, then i mean twenty six covers it, i think so yeah <laughs> um, luckily i only I only had one more mile, so um it was kind of cool. I did the whole marathon really focusing on just one guy and it was uh, captain scott pace he 's the most recent b y u alumni to uh to be killed in action, and <clears throat> it was kind of a neat experience running that marathon for him. Brett Anderson,
0: graduate of BYU and an Air Force officer on BYU Sports Nation, ran 210 miles to honor all 210 fallen soldiers that have BYU ties. Is that how we can sum that up? Yeah. Uh, So many questions that I have. One I want to know is what are are you thinking about when you're running each of these individual miles?
2: Well, there's a couple of things. Sometimes it just... uh... Sometimes I was just thinking about not getting hit by cars because <laughs> Provo is kind of crazy to run in. But, um, no, I tried to make every mile count for each person. I figured, you know, it's, it looks like just a bunch of names on the wall, and you can mesh them together pretty easy, I think, and lump them together. But the reason I did miles was because I could run individually one mile for each name Yeah. and make it kind of personal for every. I tried to get backstories on them. I tried to learn about who they were and what they did and where they served. And it was overall, it was a pretty, pretty incredible experience. While I was running, I would, before I would go run, I'd kind of decide how many miles I was going to run and I would write their initials on mm. my arm just so I could remember them. And then each mile I would, I would, you know, I'd say their initials and then I'd say it kind of a, a soft thank you. I figured, <clears throat> I mean, it would just be something important for them that each one got personal recognition, that each one got a, a thank you from me. So every mile I would do that as I hit the miles.
0: This is kind of a supreme feat. And, Kevin, as cool as your 55-foot game winner was in 1992, this, this is hard to beat, man.
1: Yeah, this is – it's unreal. I, you know, you think about all the people that talk about doing certain things, but to actually follow through with something like this and something so physically demanding, I think it's, uh, I think it's an amazing thing. That's an amazing feat. That's uh, it's very impressive.
0: Thank you. What type of attributes did you pick up mentally, physically, as you went through this 210-mile journey?
2: Well, so physically, I mean, that's a lot of running. So I definitely— You're in better shape? I'm in better shape, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Mentally, I feel like a lot of it is, uh, is just kind of presence of mind and awareness. I think I'm glad that one of the biggest things I learned was a, a deeper appreciation for what people have done. I mean, not only soldiers, but for for, for all the sacrifices that people have made for me. And um, especially those who have gone the extra mile and who have done such great things. I learned a lot of respect for them, a lot of appreciation. And kind of the coolest thing was hearing back from other people about this. I've actually heard from a couple people recently that are related, some grandchildren, wow. some... Uh, Austin Austin Halterman was one of the names, he was a BYU basketball player, Uh, he was killed in World War II, and his grandchildren, two of them, uh, have kind of given me more information, they've emailed me and they've commented on, you know, other stuff about him, stuff I didn't know, and then how his legacy lives on, how he has 30 great-grandchildren and they're all really appreciative, and so, for me, that's that's been incredible, to hear back other people's responses and to see how it's kind of resonated, I guess, with people. It's been really cool.
0: We make a living honoring athletes and their athletic feats on this show. And and, and that is that is exciting. But, I mean, when we say real heroes, these, these are the people that we're talking about. And it's Memorial Day week. And you started this the day after Veterans Day, which I, I'm sure was, a, you know, that had purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, how, how do you contain the emotions of all this when you hear back from people like that, when when they offer
2: up that feedback to you? Well, it's funny just because um, it's funny cause i I didn't think it would be as big as it as it's gotten. I've gotten a lot of incredible you know publication, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I didn't think I'd be hearing back from anybody, pretty much. Um, and so, you know, I just have my cell phone, and every once in a while, I check my emails, and there's a new comment. And I could be I went on a family vacation a couple weeks ago, and I was. Uh, in the middle of Europe, and uh, I just opened an email from you know it was from Austin Halterman's grandkid, and I, I almost started crying. And yeah, my family. I just kind of walked to the side a little bit, and I don't know. It's been really, like I said, it's it's been really rewarding to uh, to hear back from people. I'm glad that people are hearing about this, especially those who are who are tied to to the names that I've run for. It's been that's what I wanted. So it's been great.
0: Brett Anderson, quickly becoming one of my favorite guests on BYU Sports Nation, ran 210 miles to honor all of the fallen soldiers that have BYU ties. Just wrapped that up, uh, graduate of Brigham University and now an officer in the Air Force. What what are you doing now? And, uh, I mean, now now that you've done this, do you have any other projects that are lined up? Or are you going to take a break for a little while? What What's next for you, Brett?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I am. Um... So this last marathon was my third marathon, and so I've retired from running for a little bit. I kind of joke about it. I'll probably go back to one, but um, physically, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm not doing any projects right now. People have asked me that. I'm sure that I'll do something in the future. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's always opportunities to 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 serve and to you know remember uh, sacrifices and tributes. I think I will do one in the future, but for now, I'm just gonna gonna calm down and (laughs) I'm starting so I'm starting my career in a couple months I'm heading down to Texas to do for pilot training to be in the Air Force yeah so I'm a second lieutenant in the Air Force and I'll be starting to fly planes uh, in a couple months I'm way excited about that and I think that'll take a lot of my time and focus at least for the next couple months
0: well we certainly wish you the best of luck with that and uh, you know if, if people want to read the full story they can go to your blog by the way we've just tweeted out a link uh, to that blog, Thanks. but tell people uh, where they can go to, to go in depth with this story.
2: Yeah. So the, the website is, uh, it's called running to com or something like that. It's kind of saved on my computer. So uh, if you Google search like 210 miles running to remember, there's also a link in the, there's an article in BYU magazine. There's a link to my blog in that. I think uh, there's a really cool video they did that I loved. Um, yeah, there's a couple of ways to find it
0: honorrunning.blogspot.com.
2: That's what it was. Honor okay. Running. See, I don't even remember <laughs> my, you know, personal attempt to, to do something. And I still, you know, didn't do the greatest job on writing or researching or whatever. But it's been, it's been a really cool experience. Brett,
0: it's been great to have you on set. Kevin, is there anything you'd like to ask him before he, uh, he takes off? Well, I just off?
1: wanted to thank you for your service.
2: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: And... You, you know you're signing the BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag. It would be our honor to have you cool. uh, ink this flag and, and uh, make you a permanent part of the BYU Sports Nation team. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you for your service. We wish you the best of luck as uh, you continue your pilot training and, uh, you know, keep it moving forward. I appreciate that. 210 miles. Brett Anderson ran to honor all 210 fallen soldiers with BYU ties. How awesome is that? Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we discuss one of the most explosive football players in the country. He wears a BYU uniform the next season, plus more on BYU basketball and their early projections. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. What an interview we just had. His name was Brett Anderson. He's an Air Force officer headed out to do pilot training. He ran 210 miles, BYU graduate, to honor all 210 soldiers that have died in action that have BYU ties.
1: I mean, just. Just awesome. Awesome to have him on here. Awesome to hear his story. I mean, it's just unreal. He told us as he
0: was leaving that he was a security guard here in the BYU Broadcast Building. And he said, thanks for letting me sign the flag. He said he'd come in here and sat in the chairs and stuff. But now, thank you, Brett. I absolutely. mean. absolutely. Yeah, we, that is we, awesome. we have his autograph now. That's right. Uh, our Twitter question today, using the hashtag BYUSN to send in your responses, are what are your way-too-early projections for BYU basketball? Some people are saying, why are you talking about basketball? Because of the man sitting to my left. Kevin Nixon, former BYU basketball standout. His son Dalton is also signed to play for the Cougars. And we, we still need to discuss the transfers. Didn't have enough time early on, but there are, there are three transfers now that we're looking at, all from major Division One programs. Chase Fisher comes from Wake Forest. Jamal Aitze comes from UNLV. Kyle Davis, will sit out a year, but he comes from Utah State. You were a transfer, Kevin. What is the dynamic of a transfer coming into a program like BYU and being expected to make an immediate impact when there are so limited number of roster spots available?
1: Well, you kind of count on those transfers to kind of come in and be players that are impact players right away. Um, I don't think Coach would have them come in if, if he didn't expect them when given the opportunity to play a lot of minutes and to make a, a big impact. And the so fact, you guys are supposed to contribute now? Absolutely, absolutely. And I was—I came in as a junior, so um, I had a lot of, uh, I had major college basketball experience uh, anyway, but I knew that coming in, that I was gonna be expected to play. And I'm sure Jamal and Chase um, and, and Kyle in another year will be expected to come in and play significant minutes. They're, they come, like you said, they come from major college programs and they're they're proven players that's the great thing they're proven players players that have have uh have had success um at the college level jamal didn't really get an opportunity to but uh uh, but i can attest to to the fact that he is he's the real deal and so those guys coming in they're they're gonna they're gonna be expected to kind of mesh with the guys that are already there and and um, and coach knows what he's doing. He's uh, he's he knows what their talent level is, and knows what uh, what they can do to help the program. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about the program is that those guys coming in are going to make an impact.
0: Is there a pressure that you feel as a transfer guy coming in? Like, what do do, do people buy into that? Do you feel that? Do you not want to feel that? What's that like?
1: Well, there's a little bit of pressure just because you are expected to perform right away. Um, but if you know Chase Fisher. Um, confidence <laughs> is not going to be an issue with chase <laughs> yes he that kid is going to come in and uh, he 's going to hit the ground running he 's been in the program a year he 's practiced with the team and i 've been to practices where he has absolutely lit up the first team, hitting shots from everywhere and uh, and that 's what he 's going to be expected to do so the expectation is that he comes that he comes in and plays but these these are guys that have experienced success they wouldn 't have it really any other way so you know you you know that there 's a little bit of pressure but You've been there, done that. So it's just uh just part of the part of the deal.
0: I've been told Chase Fisher's first words were you can't stop me.
1: The first and uh he said a few times in the middle and the last thing <laughs> that he usually says is you can't stop me. Or something something to that effect. And and the funny thing is you do him pretty well if you can get him to miss. So he's uh he's he's a special guy, he's a special player.
0: He's got mad range, uh, in range when he steps off the bus is uh, another th- way I've heard Chase described. And then you look at Jamal Aites, a guy who are some people are saying, well, who who can we compare him to? That's played at BYU, Keenan Young maybe.
1: Yeah, that's probably that's probably the best analogy. He's probably undersized at the four, um, but at six six, he's he plays about six nine. He's really long. He's got a he's got a super long. Um, wingspan, and he's just—he uses his body, his big, strong body. Uses his body really well inside. Um, you know, he's going against bigger, stronger, strong, big, strong guys. I don't want to say stronger because it's pretty <clears throat> tough to find a strong guy, but going against six ten, six eleven guys, and he finds a way to get to make shots inside. He's just really crafty inside, and and I think he's going to be a good player. Unfortunately, he can't play till December, but when he comes in, he's been—he will have been with the program just like Chase will have been with the program for a year. So. When he comes in, he'll know what uh, to expect. He'll know his teammates, and he'll know Coach Rose and the coaching staff, and he'll be ready to go.
0: Basketball Media Day will be very interesting. Still working on the details for that one here at the BYU Broadcast Facility. What we do know is that on June 23rd, we will welcome in a wealth of college football. So 27 days from now, BYU football on display with Media Day. A game-by-game breakdown. We'll have a special BYU Sports Nation. And certainly people will be discussing a guy I want to talk about right now, Jordan Leslie, who in an NFL.com article today was named, in says 14 for 14, meaning 2014, most explosive athletes in college football. 6'3", 210 receiver out of UTEP. He has one year to play at BYU. I can't recall a time that BYU ever had a wide receiver, maybe other than Austin Colley, but I, I wouldn't say that Austin was explosive. Austin was really, really good. But this guy is the guy that, that speaking of coming and making an impact, BYU expects him to take the load from Cody Hoffman.
1: Yeah, big, strong, and fast. That's a good combination. That's the guy you want standing out wide. So um and to have one year, you know he's you talked about transfers from on the basketball side. This guy has he's he's played, he's proven. And uh, he's come here for one purpose, and that's to win. I guarantee he wouldn't have left without, uh, um, without the feeling in his mind that he's going to go somewhere to, to win. And, and obviously this is a good fit, and I'm excited to have him here. I, he, he was the one guy, I mentioned this earlier, He's the one guy that I was so excited that he, uh, that he signed with BYU, even if it is for one year.
0: Okay, so Jordan, you'll get your first look at him in late August. Oh, you know what's coming.
2: Countdown to Connecticut.
0: 93, 93 days. days. Kevin Nixon involved. Yeah, high five for that, man. Oh, yeah. 93 days away from the season opener for BYU football at Rensselaer Field in East Hartford, Connecticut. What will Jordan Leslie, the 6'3", 210-pound senior receiver, do for the Cougars in game number one? Talk about the hype machine,
1: man. I can't wait. It's, you, you lose Cody. And, uh, and you expect somebody to step in, and here he is, and he's going to have that opportunity. It's going to be fun. Can't wait.
0: He averaged almost 20 yards a catch his junior year at UTEP, which I believe was one of the highest in the nation right. for any receiver. So Jordan Leslie, in 14 for 14, one of the most explosive athletes in college football, that according to NFL.com. What are your way-too-early projections for BYU basketball, oh, by the way? We'll read some of your tweets coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, plus a loaded Cougar whip-around, including some official documents signed in the Canadian Football League. J.D. Falsliff, headed to Toronto. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. I know where Bronco Mendenhall is going to be in 93 days. East Hartford, Connecticut. BYU football opening the season against the Huskies of UConn. Spencer Linton and Kevin Nixon hanging out. You know what time it is, dude? Uh, it's is time it the whip around? for yep. the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU transfer wide receiver Jordan Leslie was deemed one of the 14 most explosive athletes in college football for the 2014
1: season. You expect big numbers, Kevin? I do. I do. I expect huge numbers.
0: Former Cougar J.D. Fossil, now officially a member of the Toronto Argonauts, as the team announced today. I think we need to become fans of the CFL with John Beck and now J.D. Fossil. Absolutely.
1: I, I wish I would have brushed up on my Canadian with Greg Rubel. <laughs> Track and field.
0: The NCAA regionals begin today in Fayetteville, Arkansas. 42 BYU athletes will compete in the West preliminaries. Curtis Carr, the highest-seeded Cougar at number two in the chase. Other notable Cougars competing are Jared Ward, mustache, in the distance events, and Lexi Eaton, women's basketball star, in the high jump.
1: That will probably help. Basketball will help her in the high jump, I'm sure. Men's volleyball. Six members of the BYU men's
0: volleyball team named MPSF scholar athletes. senior Devin Young, juniors Phil Fuchs, Josue Rivera, sophomores Michael Hatch, and Robbie Sutton all received the honors. Based on their grade point averages and athletic contributions. What was your GPA?
1: Student athletes, they are. I cannot disclose my GPA. (laughs) I promised I wouldn't tell. (laughs) Women's basketball. 2.4. No, I don't don't,
0: don't know. (laughs) According to Fresno State's website, Stephanie Rivetti, backup point guard, has transferred from BYU to Fresno as a graduate transfer. doing the same thing that Matt Carlino is doing as he heads to Marquette. She will be eligible to play for the Bulldogs this upcoming season. Who gets our rise and shout today? This should be an easy answer. How about Brett Anderson? Brett
1: Anderson's my vote.
0: Ran 210 miles to honor each and every one of the 210 individuals with BYU ties that have died serving our country. What, what, a, I mean, what
1: an honor. What an accomplishment. What an honor. And to have him on the set was awesome. He's a great guy.
0: So a rise and shout to Brett Anderson. Uh, tomorrow on the show, BYU Olympian. American Olympian. The luge kook. Kate Hansen in the
1: house. Do I get to come back tomorrow? Is you want to come hang out? I will be here. American Ninja War. She was on American Ninja Warrior. Well, I know. What else has she done?
0: <laughs> She's been oh, on Jimmy. Be K- okay. She's been on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I guarantee she, can, she dance. can throw out a baseball better than Fifty Cent.
1: No doubt. So she could roll out a baseball better yes, than Fifty
0: Cent. Yes, Kate Hansen. We thank you. Um, I, I have to mention Jeremy Jordan, who is watching because he is a loyal viewer wherever he may be. Thanks hello, for watching, Jerem. He, he just sent me a text message that said Todd Watkins in 2005, BYU football player, was deemed the nation's top deep threat on the college scene. And and so that I guess that would be the last time BYU had an explosive receiver.
1: And my first thought is Jerem needs to get a life. <laughs> If he's actually looking back to 2005, but yeah, I remember Watkins. What, a, what, a, what an athlete, I agree. Uh, an NFL uh, guy. An NFL guy, yep. So, um, but good job, Jerem. You, uh, you win the sports trivia question of the day okay. that you created yourself. Good job.
0: The geek of the day? The geek of the day. No, what a nerd. No. Jerem is, is a walking encyclopedia of he BYU is. knowledge. Uh, what are your way-too-early projections for BYU basketball? Let's head to the Twitter machine. At Brett Parker 6, Tyler Haas breaks Jimmer's record. Okay. Fisher erases the memory of Carlino, and BYU TV is still one of the best in the biz. Boom!
1: Wow, that's... Uh, I'll have and to agree one. with that. Three for three on that one. I'll go with it.
0: At Toshelin19, Ty passes Jimmer in scoring. We finally win the West Coast Conference Tournament, and we make it to the Sweet 16. I cry uncontrollably when the season is over. <laughs> Would that be because of Tyler Haas? Tasha Lynn's one of our avid viewers right. and she may or may not have a crush on Tyler.
1: Haas. I think she may. Are you aware of I this? Think she's, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit aware, just, you know, third party, but, uh, but uh, I think she's, I think she's right on. I think, you know, beating Gonzaga in the in the tournament will probably put us in a position to be a top sixteen team. So nice, it's probably right.
0: At Laser Sheep, shout out deep bench and a bunch of seniors have an almost magical season. Conference champs lose by one in the Elite Eight. Kyle is fully healthy by week three. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> it is optimism day on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Hey, huge thanks to our guest today, Brett Anderson, Garrett G of BYU Soccer, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Episodes on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. For Kevin Nixon, 1992 WAC champion, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to your boy, Nick Sanderson. BYU <laughs> Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow.